from behind the lens and behind the microphone. Welcome to the podcast that takes you inside the world of Western sports and beyond from a different perspective. This is Starched with your hosts, Garrison Allen and Clay Gardner. We're live. You know, we have a few of our ultimate fans right here. You know, they're the only ones that come to the Starch Podcast and listen, but today we have a very, very special guest. Wyoming Cowboy, country music superstar, our friend Chancey Williams is here on the stage. Man, who do you want to sit by? Thanks for having me on. I don't know how I sit here. You better see who smells better. My mustache looked like that this morning, but I trimmed (laughs) it down. (laughs) So, everybody knows, you grew up in Moorcroft, Wyoming. What was it like? It was awesome. It was the best place ever. I Northeast know. Wyoming. I, I consider Northeast Wyoming part of the Black Hills, you know. Yeah. The Black Hills come in. Wyoming. So was, this whole area is kind of where we grew up, you know. Moorcroft, yeah. Spearfish, Rapids. So oh, yeah. Just walking in the building today, you know, it was a big trip when we were kids to come to the stock show, you know. Yeah. So we really got out of town an hour and a half. But just the, even the smell of coming to the stock show. Like, <laughs> I remember this when I was a kid. <laughs> Gives you flashbacks. Like, yeah. Jerking a little bit. Yeah. And... I just want to tell, we'll, t- we'll remind them, but you're playing tonight here, right here. Yeah, playing the out at Kirstead Event yeah. Center at the Central States Fairgrounds, yep. So we awesome. haven't played here for, it's been five years. It popped up five on the years. Facebook memories yesterday that been five years, so we're excited to come back. You're like, man, I got to go back. It's been five years. Yeah. Well, I would play it every year, but we try not to you know, overplay a market, but right, this is one yeah. of my favorite places to play. So it's going to be, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. Your fans, I mean, your demographic of fans have got to be, I mean, it's, it's the northern people, I feel like, a lot of them. It is, you know. You know? It's, it's people that live and were raised in the western way of life. And, yeah. you know, rodeo, ranches, farmers. So, like, we always say we have the best fans, and I think we do. 100% you do, yeah. <laughs> Real people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the times, too, when you're uh, performing, you end up seeing somebody actually personally know. Yeah. Crowd. We, we, we don't think them as fans mostly just friends you know it's yeah. fun to play these areas where you run into old college buddies you haven't seen for a while so you look out in the crowd and you see all your old buddies so it's right. not, they're not really fans they're just your friends showed up to see a thing is that weird sometimes i mean like do you just shoot them a point or like <laughs> yeah. shoot them a wink or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's, it's really fun you know and sometimes playing close to home is hard because you yeah. know you know people have known you your whole life so like you know if you play on the east coast you don't know anybody so. yeah Nobody's there to judge you, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you play too close to your hometown, you see a lot of people, like, judging you a little bit, maybe. No, never judging. My favorite <laughs> In part. In a good way. One of my favorite parts about you is you go everywhere. Like, I mean, I saw you in Gary, South Dakota two years ago. That was a fun one. Yeah. Shut down the whole main street. Yeah. Put a stage up. We, we, we'll play about it, everything. You know, this last year was awesome. We went coast to coast. We were in California and the northeast and. Spent all of November on the west on the East Coast, uh, played in Boston and Maryland and all the Carolinas, and it was really fun. And we've been to Texas this year, got to play the Grand Ole Opry. We're wow. kind of we're all over the country. This is, in 2023 it was a good year for us. Okay, so you played the National Finals Rodeo and the Grand Ole Opry. Which one? I'm not gonna say better. Which one were you more nervous for? I guess I, I would say we were nervous for the Grand Ole Opry just because yeah. it was our first time, our yeah. debut, and. You know, it's one of those historical stages that everybody you've ever looked up to in music has yeah. stood there. So, but you know, we love rodeo. You yeah. know, I grew up in this area, grew up rodeoing. So, like, to me, one of the fa- my favorite things to play is places like the NFR and Shine Frontier Days and things I grew up doing. But 
Uh, the Opry was awesome. We got to do it twice now this past year. And But, you know, it's one of those bucket list things. Yeah. You don't think yeah. it would ever happen. You know, I just grew up as a ranch kid from Warcroft, so I'd have never <laughs> dreamed how to play the Grand Old Opry. Right. But it was pretty awesome. That, yeah, we got – when they called us to make our debut, we were actually in Vegas backstage at the South Point and uh, got a call, and they said, would you like to make your debut at the Opry? And so we were real, real excited. And then about an hour later, they – Got a call and said you're going to headline at Billy Bob's in Texas. So we got those two same calls in the same day. Oh my God! <laughs> like, Billy well, Bob's is awesome. Yeah, it's one of those other historical places that yeah. everybody's the biggest honky tonk ever that people want to check off that list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably feel so comfortable in uh, doing a concert in the arena since you grown yeah. up doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to get bucked off anymore. Yeah, right. 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 It's really handy. <laughs> where? How did this all start? I mean, when, when did you first start singing and? Really, like, being like, man, I'm picking a guitar. Was it college or what? Well, I was always interested in music a little sure. bit. As a kid, uh, my granddad had a band. Uh, yeah. Played, you know, he, this area, too. It was called Les Farnsworth and the Wyoming Playboys. And so I always kind of wanted to do it. So we were dinking around in high school, had a band, me and a couple buddies. And it was mostly an excuse to throw parties, I think. <laughs> We'd get together and say we were practicing. Right. And then, then it went into college. You know, we... uh it was kind of a nice little side job in college. We'd go to the college rodeo and pick up the dance, and so you make money rodeoing in at the concert. And so yeah. then after college, you know, when I finished my master's degree, I had to do an internship. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Nashville. So my department head let me pick anything. So I went and worked for Toby Keith for a year in Nashville. And it's like, well, oh, maybe I'll make a career out of this. You right. know, I was like kind of getting to the point where I was riding Bronx a lot and singing as I kind of had to pick one, it's like, well, I feel like I can sing a lot longer than I can right <laughs> yeah. now. So yeah. I chose music, and it's been, you know, we've kind of hit it hard since then, you know. Because before in college, we were just kind of doing it for fun. And even after I got back from Nashville, we were still just kind of a cover band, just doing sure. it for fun. Then put out a couple albums, and people liked our original stuff. So like, well, maybe we just need to be an artist band and see what happens. Yeah. How much, I mean, how much, like, I know, like, some Artists are really, like, they write their own songs. I mean, do you write a lot of your own, or is it yeah. a lot of your band members write with you? No, I just go, I, I write with a few guys in Nashville. This sure. last album, I wrote 11 of the 12 on there. But, you know, we cut outside songs, too. And yeah. so, but I've, I've figured out, you know, growing up as a cowboy, it, it's hard to get real good cowboy songs from other writers because they don't really know how we talk exactly they think you know they see movies and stuff so i get pitched a lot of songs in nashville about cowboys but <laughs> they're just kind of wrote wrong right in, in my opinion just because i grew up doing it and so we have to write all the cowboy stuff we write and some of the other stuff that we cut outside stuff is just you know maybe just a good song yeah so yeah. it's it's tricky and like I always tell people, like, those songs in Nashville are great, and if, you know, Tim McGraw or somebody was to cut them, they'd be awesome. But, like, I grew up ranching and rodeoing. Like, the lingo has to be right. Right. Because yeah. I have face friends that are real cowboys <laughs> and my brothers and everybody. So sure. they, we, we like to write those ones to make them accurate. Yeah. 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 Well, and knowing that, you know, you're a true cowboy, like, it probably just sound weird. It, you know, it didn't sound right. Yeah. I mean, just some of the terminology yeah. they use. Coming, nothing against those writers. Just they don't really know. They've never really lived right. Yeah, that way of life. So it's fun to write those ones and get them accurate. Because yeah. I, I, I envision like when we write these cowboy songs, rodeo songs that cowboys are going down the road listening to them going to rodeos. So like, yeah. they got to be right, or they're gonna call me out. Right, <laughs> right. 
I'm sure you get this question all the time, and I'm not going to ask you this, but I'm sure people always ask you, what's your favorite song that you sing? Like of my own? Yeah. I'm well, sure they're always like, what's your favorite one? It's hard. You know, you're, I like a lot of the songs I wrote, but I think my favorite song I ever wrote is called The Saint. It's a story song, you know, about... I like that one. Yeah, it's about a guy that... Uh, a kid that sees his family get murdered. And so, like, throughout the right. song, he gets revenge and kills all, the, kills all <laughs> them back. <laughs> but do people ever tell you their favorite song? Yeah, once in a while. You know what my favorite song is? I want to hear it. Wyoming Wind. Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite songs. I, when you, I remember when you first came out with that. Before it was even on the album, it was just, I think it just released the single. Yep. And, oh, dude, that was. That, it's a good one. It kind of tells the truth about the life of a cowboy. Yeah. Like, I always say this live, like, you know, it's not as glamorous as the movies make it out to be sometimes, right. being a cowboy or a rodeo cowboy. It's 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 a super dangerous sport. Yeah. As everybody knows, they got friends that have been hurt and sure. really bad hurt. So, like, yeah. it's not like Yellowstone. It's not all glamorous. <laughs> no. Like, it, it's no. a tough life. I'm you're, from Montana. I know that, yes. You're broke half the time and you're yeah. hurt and there's no insurance and you're away from your spouse. And yeah. So that song kind of tells the truth about what can happen and yeah. what actually happens a lot yeah i i don't know how many because i know he's one of them over there i know he sends me snapchats but i i grew up in billings and now i live here so we travel back and forth a lot we go right past moorcroft oh, how yeah. many snapchats have you gotten when it in rodeo cold beer <laughs> when it mentions moorcroft this day yeah <laughs> yeah how many do you get a lot people yeah. will go through <laughs> and snap the to. sign of moorcroft you know That's and I, funny. i've lived in nashville for a year and live in laramie part of the time but i always still claim i'm from moorcroft you yeah know? have a house there by my folks on our ranch so i'm from moorcroft and we wrote that song i wrote a trent wilman he's like where are you from and he's like what's your hometown is like moorcroft so he slipped that in there he's like what county is that in? it's like crook county he's yeah like, oh, crook county coffee so yeah that's rodeo cold beer is also one of my favorites it's that and the saint are two of my favorites right right who is some of your heroes growing up that you got to listen to and kind of implement into your music? Well, I mean, there, there's a lot. I, I grew up listening to 90s country, you know, yeah, 80s and yeah. 90s country. So, like, that's kind of our sound still, just the old school, classic way of doing things. But, you know, I like Dan Seals a lot. Yeah. Grew up big fan of Toby Keith, you know, after I worked for Toby. He just treated me so good. So, you know, Toby's a superstar. And right. Like Toby. And obviously George Strait and Chris LaDue. So, I mean, just. There's not a lot of cowboys in music. Right, right. Yeah. What have you ever thought about getting Toby Keith's hat, switching yours out for his? <laughs> you know, he's made a thing of that. I mean, he has. Oh, he's made you a can pile see of one money. today, and people are like it's Toby Keith hat. Like, yeah, you get that big where they name a style after you. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But people ask me all the years, like, can you just shape his hat? And it's like, hey, you tell him that. I'm he's not huge. touching his hat. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no way. Well, I mean, a kid from Wyoming, and you went to Laramie, you went to the University of Wyoming, yep. right? Yep. What was it like going to work for Toby Keith? I mean, where you're just like, holy crap. Yeah, it was awesome. So I, I interned with his manager, TK. Okay. And uh, it was it was awesome. You know, it was, I made a lot of contacts in Nashville yeah. from that job, and I basically drove him. So I was interned there, so if Toby would fly in, you'd pick him up on his jet and just be really? with him until he left. And, you know, it was a lot of fun times. and. I have an awesome story about my, I have a 95 Chevy van that I used to rodeo out of. <laughs> okay. That's what I had in Nashville as my only vehicle. And I pulled up to drop TK off at the, for the BMI awards for the red carpet. Yeah. Toby's like, whose van is that? It's like, it's Chancey's. 
Toby's like, we're not taking this limo, we're taking that van. So I drove Toby <laughs> the red carpet in my old van. In your van. Yeah. <laughs> Had my hat on, Wyoming plates, and they kept trying to like direct me out of traffic because they thought it was hillbilly that was lost. You were creepy. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we pulled up the red carpet, Toby opens the door, he's like, honk the horn. That's <laughs> 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 so a fun memory of being with Toby at that deal. Yeah. Is there a picture of that? No, no, but we have some. Uh, then he came to Cheyenne one year, and it was like 2.30 in the morning, and the hotel phone rings, and like, it's Toby Keith down here. Once I'm like, you know, put him on. So we went cruise around Cheyenne. <laughs> all night. in the morning. I mean, we didn't drive. He, you know, he had his driver and stuff. Yeah. Then we ran out of beer and just keyed into the tarmac to his jet and just drank on his jet. But my van was nosed up to his jet, and I really wanted to get a picture <laughs> of that. I was like, I don't want to be fangirl right, like right. cool about it. I really wish I would have had that picture. Do you still keep in touch with him quite a bit? Oh, just with his camp, you know. Yeah. I, I don't talk too much. He's going through that cancer stuff yeah. now, so wishing him the best, but hopefully he gets out of it. And, you know, we got to go on tour with him before he got sick for five or six shows, so it was awesome to see him live and yeah. just kind of learn from him. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned Cheyenne. Don't you get to, you get to pick up a little bit? Well, at least be on a horse out there. Yeah, well, I, so... When I was in college, I picked up and rode Bronx and had a band, so I was picking up for Surveys and Franzens, and so I picked up a lot. So at Cheyenne, I was like, come out, and, you know, it's a good place to watch the rodeo horseback yeah. out there, and I try to stay out of the way because they got, you know, six of the best picket men in the world out there. Yeah. But once in a while, they like, get in there and pick one up, but my card has expired, so the last one I picked <laughs> up, somebody turned me in, and the PRCA sent me a letter to my Serious? old... Oh, yeah. my gosh. They don't have enough to do, but harass the country music. Way to ruin it. Whoever that is, way to ruin it. I think yeah. I know who it is, but... It's waiting to my find dad you. Called, he's like, you got a letter from the PRCA, and I had a card for 10 years, you know? Right. Like, oh, that isn't... said, you can't be picking up without a card. I'm like, I'm not just anybody out there. Like, I've done right. this before. Yeah. Right. I picked up with half those guys out there, yeah. so... But I still go out, and there was nudging me, like, get in there and get one. I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and then even, like, I rode around at, uh, where were we, Red Bluff a couple years ago. Oh, and yeah. Then, you know, uh, Reno Ross was like, I'll shap you up and put you out there because you're playing the concert. I was like, yeah, sure. So loping around and didn't pick any up just because I knew I'd get in trouble. And somebody right. called in from the Cowboy Channel. I was like, he doesn't have a card. Like, My he's out gosh. to get me. I'm not a picket man. I'm not taking Yeah, you're work. not looking for... Yeah, I was, like, yeah. promoting the concert that night. But right. picking up was fun. I loved it. But there again, when I was trying to decide to be a singer or a picket man or a bronc rider, I felt like I could, you know, pick up later in life, you know, because yeah. yeah. you can pick up when you're older. It's something that's really fun. But music, I thought I'd better start early. Yeah. 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 So Cheyenne, I mean, obviously, one of the most historic rodeos of all time. You are one of two guys yeah. to ride in the arena and sing at Cheyenne Frontier. Yeah, yeah me and Chris Ledoux, you know, and it's it's a fun stat to have with Chris, you know. That's cause, so cool. Because Cheyenne's so special to us being from Wyoming. It's yeah. the biggest stage you can play in the music business, and it's the biggest outdoor rodeo in the world. Yeah. So, you know, and there's not a lot of crossover between country singers and rodeo. I mean, right. at, at that level, you know, there's singers that have rodeoed a little. Yeah. And there's rodeo guys that sing a little bit. To be able to compete at that level at Cheyenne and then to be able to play the main stages only two, which is awesome to have with Chris. Have you ever heard uh, Justin McBride sing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't bad. He had that album out that was pretty good, you know, and a lot of those songs he wrote with uh, my producer Bryce Long, their friends, and Bryce is a cowboy from, from Nashville. Oh, really? Hit songwriter, which there, again, there's not a lot of cowboys that write songs, so that's why sure. I ended up with Bryce, but 
Yeah, McBride's album was pretty good. He had some cool songs on he there. He had there's I think there's a funny and it's explicit, but I think there's a funny one that's on only on YouTube and I can't remember the name of it. I'll think of it, but he'll yeah. probably be mad. Did he had a lot it. of songs or I don't Yeah, and he had put a whole album out was touring and stuff and it got where I think it was getting kind of tricky. I, I don't know and I mean obviously now with the PBR teams and all that stuff. Yeah. If, yeah. Well I but, see him once in a while at events and stuff and Bryce, like I said, my producer's great friends with him, so yeah. We stay in contact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you've had Flint Rasmussen come up and sing a few times. Oh, yeah. Do you ever give him pointers afterwards? Like, Flint, you suck, man. No, I'm kidding. Flint just thinks he's the best. No matter what. No, we love having Flint out. You know, he was busy so many years with the PBR. So, like, he had a weekend off one year. We were coming through Billings. We're like, why don't you just pick you up? We're going, like, Great Falls and Bozeman and come back. Yeah. Two-day deal. He's like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I knew Flint sang a little bit, and we do meet me in Montana. And he's like, hey, I'll just come out where you're singing that. I was like, yeah. So now it's a bit. If he's in town, right? I'll start meet me in Montana. He'll come out and kind of push me out of the way and sing it with Brooke. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, yeah. yeah. Flint's been so great to us, and uh, he's fun to take on the road. You remember, and some of you might remember, uh, bullfighter Lloyd Ketchum, Miles oh, yeah. City, Montana. Flint Rasmussen and Will sang at Lloyd Ketchum's wedding. Did they? Yeah, they sang, like, whatever the first dance song was or whatever. Yeah, I <laughs> Flint, always thought Flint that actually weird. sings really good. I mean, everybody just knows him as, you know, an entertainer, but he's, yeah. he's a good singer, and uh, he, he loves doing it, too. You can tell. Oh, he yeah. He's, like, he's always waiting for me to ask. He's like, so, He's like, oh, yeah, sure. He's like, how's your voice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it all right? Like, yeah. I'd go out there if you need me to. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at that light up there. Whap, right to the temple, <laughs> right to the Adam's apple. Yeah. I want to, yeah. the new song, A Cowboy Who Would. Talk about that, how you wrote it, and all that kind of stuff. Wait, I actually didn't write that one. That one came from Bryce. Bryce writes for Sony uh, in Nashville, and we got some outside songs pitched. Yeah. And that one, it was wrote almost right. Me and Bryce fixed the two yeah. first lines of the, of the chorus, but. Just the melody and the, the what that song said, we thought sounded like radio. So we're trying yeah. to cut some songs that are a little bit that still fit our brand and what we are, but you know may have a chance at radio. And so this one's been doing awesome. We released it a few weeks ago and it's streaming great. And we get we got it added to 150 radio stations. And last Sunday it was on the CT Top 40 Country yeah. Countdown, which is the old Bob Kingsley Country Countdown. Right. So it's the oldest uh, country countdown in the world. And so they have a launch pad section for new artists on there. And typically it's, you know, a record label getting one of their signed artists jammed in there. And Fitz, who, yeah. who runs it, really likes us. And it was really fun to see. You yeah. know, like they kind of told us what time it was going to be on. So I went and drove around my pickup until it came sure. on. Just having a song being played nationwide is game changing, you know, because our fan base has got us to where we are in the area and wherever we play. But having a song on country radio that big, nationwide is game changer so this one's wicked really tells kind of moving the needle on some stuff sure. and, and you have to have the right song for radio to play and yeah when bryce brought it to me and he said dude this thing's a, a hit so I, I liked it and but the first couple lines of the chorus were a little nashville <laughs> okay you yeah. know talked about truck and stuff and i was like eh. so we got with the writers like hey you guys care if we change the two first lines so we rewrote that to fit sure fit the west a little bit i uh, I'm fascinated with, like, when someone, okay, so just for scenario, if someone wrote a song and wanted to pitch it to you, like, what are all the process for that? I mean, are they singing themselves on there? Is it Yeah, usually like, if somebody writes it, they have a little demo of it, and they sure. send it to you. You know, there's a lot of writers that just record them on your phone, just voice recording. Really? Send them, and then 
you can cut anything that's been cut. So, like, I could cut friends in little places, and they just do a licensing deal after it. They don't really mess with you unless it blows up. And then at that point, then the publishers and writers are happy about it because right. a song blew up for a second time. So yeah. you can cut anything without really even permission. Sure. So, but yeah, we get pitched songs all the time that they might be a full demo that they went in and demoed it with a whole band, but they might have just sang it into their phone and you can kind of get the same gist of it. Yeah. You can hear if it's a good good one or not. Right. Or if it fits you or not. You ever uh, you ever get anyone like being crazy and just like, hey, you got to you got to listen to this. Like, everywhere you go it's the same person like, no, you got here, here it is again. Everybody sends this stuff all the time and you know, you got to be careful. I learned this working for Toby like at his record label, people would send Toby stuff all the time and we weren't even allowed to open it. Oh, Cuz yeah. if you happen to write a song later that sounds similar or has the same hook line or something, they can come back and be like, well, we sent Pip you that this, demo yeah. and you, you stole my song. So we try to do that on our website and stuff like, thanks for the inquiry. We can't really open these because right. if we do, that makes sense. somebody else will be like, hey, you stole my song. Sure. You know, so we just try to stay out of that. Yeah. So with, and I know you, earlier in your career, you've opened for people and now you have opened. I mean, what, what is it like opening for people and versus being the headliner and people opening for you? It, you know, it's it's the growing pains of, of music business. Yeah. Like we love to open, and we still open for a lot of people, but it's fun to see your career develop where you, there's places you were support act on, and, you know, you get to play 45 minutes to an hour, sure. which is fun. But knowing that they're there for you as a headliner is the best. You know, they, yeah. they're spending their hard-earned money to come see you and what you've accomplished and your songs, so... It's definitely the goal of every artist, right. I guess, in my opinion, to just your headline act everywhere, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's the goal is to get to where your national touring act as the headliner. You know that people are there for you. Sure. Because a lot of times the support, you know, if we're for Gary Allen or something, you know, typically the majority of the people are there to see him sing his hits. Right, right. But when that changes, you know, like, we opened for some folks here over the years, and now we're back as a headliner. So, yeah. it's, it's awesome. What? Who's one of the craziest, like when you first kind of started, or even now, like what's one of the craziest country music singers you've met that you have like, maybe a funny story? Well, all those Toby stories are my funny ones, but you know, we've been fortunate to open for about everybody. We've, you know, and there's real nice ones we like, and you know, Dirks Bentley, two years ago at Cheyenne. Yeah. I just met him within a second. He's like, hey, you want to sing one tonight? I was like, oh man, yeah. And I assumed we'd sing one of his. I know a lot of Dirk songs. He's like, hey, do you want to sing Still Make Cheyenne, George Strait song, song about Cheyenne, in Cheyenne with Dirks? I'm like, and in my mind really quick, I was like, I know the song, but I've never worked it up. Oh, you know? so I was like, sure. Got a little nervous. So in meet and greet, I told Dirks, like, hey, we can do that, sure. But I was like, I don't, we could do something else. I don't really know that one. He's like, I don't either. We'll wing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to take the lead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's like, we'll just print the lyrics, put them on the deck and. And so I was really nervous, you know, like, sure. I can't screw up a song about Cheyenne in Cheyenne. I'm from there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah back you can't do this. <laughs> but it was great. It was so awesome. Dirk gave me really good intro when we came out, and it was so fun, you know, so that was, that was a great man. And Dirk's is one of the nicest guys we ever opened for. Like, he still texts me all the time, and we're going to see him next week in Scottsdale. And just super genuine guy is what you'd imagine. Really? But, you know, and, and then obviously Chris Ledoux, when we first started, I, I think it was 20, and I <laughs> – we were just started the band. We didn't know anything about. Okay. I didn't know anything about music. I'm right. a cowboy. Right. And so, but Dad and Chris were friends, and we were friends with the family. And so, you know, we'd stay out there once in a while, and grew up with their kids. So I just called their house phone, and Peggy answered, and I was just like, 
you know, how's a guy getting doing like opening act stuff? Sure. And she's like, well, yeah, I'll put Chris on. He's in the bathtub and he tell you about it. He's in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and so Chris is like, well, would you like to open for me in Billings in August? And, you know, we hadn't, we were horrible. Like, you know, we were just had this high school, college band. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, yeah, we'd love to. You want me to send you like a demo or something? He's like, no. I my, trust you. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, my tour manager will call you. And so like Chris kind of made me want to do it because we get, got to play the Metro. It's like 8,000 people in front of Chris Ledoux and we were so nervous and so bad. Yeah. I think it looking back like, Jesus. <laughs> but that got us started. And then we got to open Foreman Laramie at the basketball arena. And so I was yeah. like, man, I think I really want to do this. Just that feeling of inter- right. entertaining. So Chris kind of started it, give me the want to play in front of big people, you know, big crowds. Right, right. So more than just music, there's a lot of things you do. And thank you to our friend Dean Kenny for giving me some notes. But talk about the Fisher House Foundation, the stuff yeah. that you get to do there. It sounds more genuine when you talk about it than when <laughs> I do because I didn't really know a whole lot about it. But talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a lot of people don't. So like our friend Charlotte McCoy is involved with this program called the fisher house it's kind of like the ronald mcdonald house for veterans and, and active military so they have all, they've built almost 100 of these houses close to vas so even veterans don't know about this so like if your loved one's sick and in the va you can stay at these houses for free they feed you they put you up it's so you don't have to stay in a hotel like right. if, if you're you know some gal's husband is sick she doesn't have to stay in a hotel for maybe months wow so these fish so we they're all across the country so we when we're, we're out and about, you know, if we're in a town that has a Fisher House, we typically try to go visit them. Sure. And it's always, you never know who's going to be there. It could be 10 families. It could be two families at the time. And so we go in and sing them a few songs. And, you know, because it's tough times. They're worrying about their loved ones. So give them a little break from that and sing them some songs. Yeah. And try to visit them. We, I think we've been to six or eight Fisher Houses now. But there's 100. And uh, it's, it's, it's a cool program that we're trying to, you know, let more people know about cause, yeah because nobody's thinking about that when somebody gets sick you know they're like well get them care and then well, where am i going to stay and they end up staying at a hotel right. or something for which costs so much and this relieves some of that cost and pain and stuff from the loved one you know the family yeah. they can stay in these fisher houses you've got to get some i mean just unbelievable feedback i mean they got to appreciate that so much for someone to they do take the time just to come you know yeah well you know it's it's good to all artists should be involved in some sort of charity, you know, yeah. that's kind of what we, the one we thought we'd get behind because our friend Charlotte educated us about it. I didn't even know about it, you know, sure. and so it's, it's a neat program. And the president of the Fisher house gave me a, a challenge going this year in Nashville at a ceremony deal. So it was, it was cool to, but we don't really do it for that. We just kind of like going and, yeah. but yeah. Proud sponsor of start podcast is twisted X. Twisted X continues to push the boundaries of comfort innovation. Our one-of-a-kind cell comfort technology responds by activating more than 100 individual pressure points of a cloud-like company. Okay, you I already talked about the Metro, but I have, so, announcing rodeos, I have one in my mind, but have you ever, what is the worst place you ever went where you're like, oh my gosh, that was awful? Oh man, there's a lot. <laughs> Just, I mean, whether it was fan-wise, whether it was like, oh, I did bad, whatever it might be. But. It, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to think. You know, we've played about everything. You know, growing know. up, we'll take everything. We, we would play weddings and whatever, bar mitzvahs. I mean, what? Dang it, I should have heard Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Growing pains again, got past some of those. But they're, you know. Sure. Not every night. I was explained like, 
music to my band is like rodeo. Like you, every night you want to be 90 points. Right. You're not going to be 90 every night. So yeah. you go to your best. But there's certain ones that, you know, maybe the crowd was off or it was too hot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. And we could take it. We're too cold. We right. Yeah. Everything or the roads were bad getting there. So it, I can't think of one specifically that was like the worst, but it'll probably come to me yeah. here. I went to, uh, I, have, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but Dodson, Montana. And if you haven't been to Dodson, there's probably a reason. But um, it's not that bad. But up on the High Line. And I go up there, and I'm, I'm pumped. You know, I'm trying to get my pro card. I'm like, oh, this could be awesome. My dad goes with me. I get there and get speakers set up, and I'm ready to go. I get into the opening. I look out in the crowd. There's four people, and one of them's my dad. No one stands for the national anthem. No one claps when I pray, except my dad. He's laughing up there because he's like, oh, my gosh, this is bad. <laughs> and it was so bad. The, the lady that was supposed to carry the, the flag, um, she comes out, doesn't even have the flag, gets oh to the middle of the arena, realizes it, turns around, goes back to get the flag. I was like, I can't get out of Dodson quick enough. Like, I'm ready to go. That was probably hands down. I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember one now that you brought that. We, we used to play the Wyoming State Fair for years. It was, you know, it's kind of where we started. We kind of cut our teeth there. We we got three shows. One would be like noon, two, and four. Yeah. So you play three one-hour sets there. And, you know, once people wander in the midway. So some days you'd have a decent crowd. Some sure, sure. Be, I remember one set. It was two people and a dog. <laughs> And, uh, and, people and, and then the people left halfway through, and the dog stayed for a Just couple more. The yeah. And then the dog <laughs> left, and there was nobody there, not even a dog. And we're like, wow, we must be good. We must we be really, really good. 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 Yeah. Does this thing on? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> the dog had had enough. <laughs> so I got it because I know you've played like, uh, and I don't, the Country Music Fest, like the one in Three Forks, I'm trying to think of the name, uh, Country Jam. I think that that's was the country, uh, Headwaters Country Headwaters Jam. Headwaters Country yeah. Jam, yeah, yeah. What are those like compared to like going tonight where you just come on at night and it's not all day? And Festivals are fun just because you get to interact with all the other bands because sure. usually there's a three or four band lineup, so you get to run into like, yeah. like we played Headwaters last year with Parker McCollum's, and we know all those guys, so it's fun to hang out with those guys sure. during the day and watch them, and everybody watches each other. So festivals are fun, and obviously – once a guy starts headlining festivals, that'll be the best because yeah. you can see all the guys that are up and coming. But we like festivals, but we like doing our own thing too. But yeah, Headwaters was fun last year. It was a great one. Yeah, it is a blast. I just can't imagine being there all day. It's hot. Yeah. Every, no one showered for three days. Like, yeah. Everybody's... We had showers on the buses, but I remember out there at Headwaters, there was no cell phone service. Nothing. So we were just sitting around like, this is what people did in the old days. You I know. Talk to each other. <laughs> they wonder why they drink so much beer. I'm like, what else is there to do? I know. Like, you can't make a call or no. a text or an email. So, like, so we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get our dog and go to the concert. Yeah. 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 There you go. Um, out of, man, how do I want to ask this? I'm thinking of how to ask this. On your bucket list, where's a place you want to play on your bucket list? Well, we, you know, we we cross some of those off with the Opry I know. and Billy Bob's and Shine yeah. Frontier Days. I mean, some of those really big. You know, the the East Coast was awesome. Sure. You know, we we were, went out there in November thinking like they're not going to know our stuff. We had we had tons of fans out there, just because wow. it's you know, it's very densely populated populated. So there's a lot of people out there, but you only need five thousand of those millions of people to come each night. Exactly. And they are yeah. hardcore fans. So I would like to play Madison Square Garden. Oh. You know, just because yeah, you know right. Brad Narducci was. 
doing the PBR this yeah. year, and he sent me a Snapchat. I was like, play my song there in case I never get to play there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, and so, but I would like to play there. You know, Red Rocks is everybody's bucket list in Denver, oh. and so we finally got asked for playing there June 5th this year. And so it's wow. it's a venue that every artist ever wants to play because it's the coolest natural amphitheater in yeah. the world. And so, we uh, yeah, we're playing at the Ian Munzik down there June 5th. And so I've actually never even been to a concert there. I've been up there during the day just to see it. Sure. But I always wanted to wait till I played there first. Yeah. Before I went to a concert. And finally it's happening. So. Yeah. And, I mean, you just mentioned another huge Wyoming singer. I mean. Ian Munsick's blowing up, too. Yeah, Ian's a good friend of ours, and, you know, we've been doing some stuff together. We did that whole East Coast run with Ian. Right. It's fun to see, you know, Wyoming's such a small state, and there's not that many artists that come out of it. It's like me, Ian, and, you know, Ned. Sure. Ned lives in Kansas now, and actually, Ian lives in Nashville, so I tell him I'm actually the only real Wyoming <laughs> artist. You know? yeah. You're the OG, yeah. yeah. So, no. Did you, did you know him very well before? Yeah, we knew their family well. Oh, okay. My brother Tris and I lived together in college. And oh, really? Yeah, Tris is a singer, and he's great, too. He has yeah. three or four albums out, and his middle brother Sam. Sam has a few albums out. He's a great singer. So their whole family's musical. But, you know, wow. Ian moved to Nashville, and it really worked for him down there, and it's he's killing it. So we're uh, getting to do some shows together. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, during the rodeo, <clears throat> you get to play at some of the other hotels and stuff. What's, have you played at a, like quite a bit of them, or do you usually stay at the same one? In Vegas? Yeah, during the NFR. Yeah, we, we've played all over Vegas, which is, we've been fortunate. We've played the NFR, shoot, maybe 15 years, but we've played, you know, Gillies, Toby's, South Point, Cosmo, Tropicana, Fremont Street. <laughs> this list gets kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me n- name the hotels we haven't played at. Yeah. No, Vegas has been good just because it's our fan base, you know. Like, yeah. We always tell people, the people that, the majority of the people that go to NFR, in my opinion, are people from South Dakota, Wyoming, and Montana because it's their time of year to get away. Yeah, cabin season hasn't started, so like it's our hardcore fans all together in Vegas. So like it's been great to us. It's helped build our career. And you know, this year we did two nights at South Point and two nights at the Cosmo with Parker, and it was fun to see all of our Wyoming, South Dakota fans in Vegas singing our songs. Yeah, you know? so. We uh, and then you know we've got to do the opening ceremony at the rodeo five times now, and to me that's a super special date to get just because I rodeoed, you know, and you always dreamed yeah. of, you know, nodding your head out of those yellow bucking shoots, which I never got to do, sure, because I went on to play being a singer, but you know I feel like I made it to the NFR in a different way, so yeah, I'm in the dirt, uh, right in front of those shoots, and you yeah, know, and so. they give you a buckle now. Yep. Yep. And they give you a buckle. Last year, finally got an NFR buckle. Just wasn't from Bronkrad. <laughs> yeah. Had to sing my way in. So I, I got to know this. From a music standpoint, like rodeo standpoint, we can tell you, you'll go to different states, and you don't know how, like, the fans, how they react. I mean, like, I got to go to Minnesota this last year. Fans in Minnesota are nuts. They have so much fun. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys do. And then I've also been told I've never gotten to do one, but this year I will. Utah is nuts too. Yeah. So what what are some of the craziest fans for music wise that you've got to go to that just are having so much fun? I mean, all of them are good, but we notice places that don't get a lot of country music. Let's call it like the East Coast. Sure, like, sure. They're really excited to see it. It's the same as rodeo, like this area in Wyoming. There's a lot of rodeos. Yeah. And so people get excited and still pack the stands, but the energy's like. If so, everybody knows what a 90-point ride looks like out here. I know. Yeah. But, if you know, we were in Southern California at that rodeo, and 
you know, I think a Bronco rider was like 65 and they were so excited. Like yeah. the fans go crazy because they've never seen it. So it's the same as music. You go somewhere where they don't typically get to hear a lot of country music. They love it. You know, we played over in France once a few years back and it was unbelievable. Whoa. Yeah. And so like they love the cowboy way of life and they love the fiddle and they like real cowboys. So like we kind of had a song blow up over there as a line dance. So we went over and played, but those guys, there was no talking in the concert. Like everybody's watches and no phones like it they're wow they're just wild so it's cool to see that reaction of people that aren't they don't get to hear country music a lot that we're just blown away by it and that yeah. makes you feel good yeah i i've said this before on here and sometimes us northern staters south dakota north dakota wyoming montana sometimes they're the worst fans because like you said you see oh he's 87 points they sit here yeah, <laughs> just like that. Like, not not much. I'm like, okay. Of course, it's because we've, we've seen it. Oh, we expect it. the best. You know, they see 91. They're like, wow, wow, that was awesome. Right. But, like, it takes a lot to to wow fans that have seen rodeo their whole lives. Right. But they still lo- people still love to come and pack the stands. It's just the crowd reaction, you know, like, that. those rodeos in California are great. Sure. Just because people, have, they've never seen it. Yeah. It's like, the you know, a really neat thing to, to witness. Yeah. There's... There's one song I want to ask you about when you because fastest gun in town. Yeah, that, that's about Stetson Wright. Yeah. Did you talk to him before you wrote it, or you like? No, me and Trent wrote that, so we got booked for the opening ceremony the second time. Okay. And they like upbeat, fast songs. Yeah. It was like, so me and Trent were visiting one day about rodeo. You know, it's if you're in the lead in any event or in the all around, like Stetson's the best. Yeah. Everybody's gunning for you, whether it's the number two guy or the number 99 guy. Yeah. Everybody's going for number one. And Trent's like, it's true. Like, it's kind of like an old gunfighter in the West. Like, if you're the fastest gun, everybody's trying to take a shot at you, whether it's the guy that's as good or some kid wants to shoot you. He's like, yeah. So we tried to find a way to, to write that as a rodeo song, you know. So we, we're like, well, who's the best? Well, it's, you know, who's that's Stetson. It know? is. And it, yeah. It's like, that was a fun one to write because it's just a great rodeo song. It kind of tells the truth about all yeah. these guys, like the number on your back's a target. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, that was a fun, clever one we wrote that was about a gunfighter that's a rodeo cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Is there ever times where you just have like a random thought and like someone set, might say a line or something? You're like, that's oh, a song. Oh, yeah. My phone's full of notes. I'll hear somebody say something. And then yeah. If I've been drinking, I'll wake up the next day and like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I wrote this down, but uh, like, I don't know what that means. I don't even know who this guy yeah. is. Yeah. Great line, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all the time, that's what songwriters do. You know, yeah. That's where most ideas come from is overhearing somebody say something that's been said a lot, just a different way. You're like, oh man, yeah, I never heard like it that. said that way. Right. Huh. And then, you know, like sometimes double meanings on stuff. You're like, okay. So that's where typically songwriters get all their ideas and you go through their notes and be like, wow. There's yeah. lots. Yeah. So maybe starched is added to the notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see you starch your jeans. Well, I don't. The dry cleaner does. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I do. Yeah. You've got to. You got to. You got to look classy. You know. That's exactly yeah. why we started this podcast. We were thinking of names. We're like, man, what's the classiest thing? Starch jeans. Nothing yep. feels better in the morning putting on a fresh pair of starch no. jeans. No. Oh, yeah. like, how do you wear them so hard? I'm like, you don't understand. Until you I start know. wearing yeah. starch pants. I, yeah. I started taking a knife to my... Oh, yeah. so it wears it out. Oh yeah, get the white. Yeah, classic. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I like that move. Uh, where after uh, Rapid City? Where do you go after that? Uh, we're going to Scottsdale next week yep. for a deal down there, and then we go to play at 
Casper, the end of February, we always play that same weekend in Casper because it's state wrestling and our family's a big wrestling family. So I've never missed a state wrestling tournament. Yeah, tell so, me about your brother. Yeah. So like our families, my dad was a state champ. He was our coach. Uh, my brother wrestled at Dickinson for five years and he's the coach there now. And I won state twice. My little brother was a badass. And so my older brother came back and he has nine state championships as a coach in Moorcroft. And so they're and we're <laughs> yeah. down at thousand people, you know, it's, like, right. it's 40 kids out. So it's, it's fun to be involved. So instead of being on the road, I'm just like, well, just book us in Casper this weekend every year so I can go watch wrestling yeah. and make money. So we'll play Casper. Then after that, we go to like, I think Ogden, Vegas, Flagstaff, Wickenburg uh, on the next run. So, man. That's a tough time to be in Arizona when it's cold up here, man. Yeah. Shucks. We were complaining we're going to Scottsdale next, next week. It's supposed to be rainy in 60, and we're, like, whining about it. I'm I like, know. Well, it's going to be, like, 20 below up here. So <laughs> yeah. It's still going to be better. Yeah. So, you know. Except now it's, like, 60 degrees out now. It's warmer that? right now than it is in Scottsdale up here. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. I bet Scottsdale is pretty nuts. The crowd it's there. fun, yeah. Yeah. It's I just bet they're a, fun. Yeah, there's, you know, that town's got a lot of money, so it's kind of fun to see everything i know what i have to ask you about because i've followed you on social media for a long time but going to the waste management open yeah that's that's why we're going down next week yeah okay uh, it's the, on the funnest golf even if you don't like golf like you need to go to the waste management it's just it's like you know happy gilmore yeah, it's yeah. like that and the golfers they say don't typically like it because there's you know people are screaming and hooting and hollering Throwing and beer and hole yeah. 16 you know it's this real narrow hole and there's grandstands all around it. So if somebody makes a bad shot, they just get booed. Like, I mean, Tiger Woods quit playing it because, like, people just boo, you know. <laughs> but it is the funnest thing ever, that really? golf tournament. Yeah, and so it's uh, it starts next week, so we'll be down there for that. Do you go – I mean, do you stay there the whole – all four days of the tournament, or do you just uh, – We go just go to the tournament one or two days. One yeah. of our friends has a box there, so we oh, go watch it. It's just, it's just something you never get to get to do, you know. And yeah. One year I separated my shoulder there. <laughs> I wasn't golfing, but oh, yeah. I was rolling down this hill that everybody rolls down. And <laughs> oh, I was telling man. people I separated my shoulder golfing. Well, I wasn't golfing. I was at a golf course. I was at a golf course, <laughs> so yeah. I maybe had too many Keystone Lights that day. But <laughs> it was fun. That is that the national drink of uh, Moorcroft is Keystone Light? Yeah, well, it, it's Crook County beer, yeah. I think. But we still drink it. It's still on our rider, and we get hell for it all the time on the road. People are like, we had to go find you guys Keystone. I'm like, yeah, yeah we like it. They're like, why? Are you poor? I'm like, well, yeah, but yeah, we that's still like besides it. the point. Yeah, you know we raise sheep in Wyoming. You know, right. we, we got to drink Keystone. So yeah, it's still on our rider to this day. Give us a little, and I don't know how much you can say because I know you guys like to keep kind of quiet. But give us a little. What's what's coming up? What do you got, music wise? Well, this this that cowboy who would that just came out yep. is doing really good, and that's the first of the batch of eight songs I did with Bryce. Okay, and we're working on another batch to hopefully have an album out maybe by the end of the year again. We just put a new album out last March, so yep, yep. Try to do one every year and a half or so, but this batch of eight is just kind of different than anything I've done. I mean, sonically wise, like sure, I got a different producer, which is Bryce, and a different engineer, so it just sounds. I think the best stuff I've ever put out. We've got some really cool songs on there. I got one about, I wrote about my Uncle Don called The Ballad of Uncle Don that's going to be really cool. <laughs> we were down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, writing with this guy down there. And I was, I have this recording on my phone of my Uncle Don. He's like one of the best cowboys of all time. But he always told this story about this uh, guy from Oklahoma come up 
to Moorcroft, and my grand yeah. my grandpa Charlie was named as Wild Horse Charlie. Okay. Like, you don't get much more cowboy than that. Yeah, no. They they had a store in Moorcroft, and they had a picture of Uncle Don riding a bronc on the wall, and this oil field worker said, you know, I got a horse in Oklahoma nobody can ride. And grandpa Charlie's like, we'll bring him up. And they didn't think he would, and then a few weeks later, the guy showed up with him. And then Uncle Don said, all right, well, if I ride him, I get him. But if you buck me off, I'll give you 500 bucks. And they're like, deal. So they went to Gillette because there wasn't an arena in Moorcroft. <laughs> Uncle Don spurred the hair off him, and, you know, the guy wrote, drove back to Oklahoma with an empty trailer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so that was, I had this story on my phone of Uncle Don saying that. So we wrote a song called The Ballad of Uncle Don about that. It's really cool. That is yeah. awesome. That's pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got some other... Just some, I just really like this batch of songs. We got a couple outside songs, then a few we wrote on there, and got some more that we're about ready to record. So, yeah. really excited about the new music. So, it's a, at the end of the day, in the music business, you can tour a lot and everything is good, but to really move the needle big, it's got to be a song. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we always encourage people to go out and stream the heck out of it, you know, and play it all night. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stream it a thousand times each. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just keep it on repeat. Yeah. yeah, we don't make any money off that, but people like to look at those numbers. So that I so on like when a song goes to Spotify, and you know Clay and I click on it and we listen to it. You know what? I mean, how does how does that whole business side of things for you guys work? Well, it, it's a crazy business, but like every time it's streamed, it's like point zero 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 one percent of a penny. Nice. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, like. Yeah, you start getting millions and millions of streams. It starts sure. to add up, but you know, it. There's been fights with you know artists and publishing companies and and Spotify and mm -hmm. Apple Music since it started. So hopefully someday they'll get that ironed out. You know, right. so Spotify pays out very little. For, right. You know, they're like, well, it's a sharing service. You know, it's like, well, people use your stuff for free. Right. But yeah. you know, we have we have people in Nashville that take care of the admin, get us paid where we are. But you know, it's. The most money you make in music is touring these days. I was going to ask Back that, in the yeah. 90s and 80s, it was it was record sales, you know. Sure. If you sold a million records, you know, those were 20 bucks a piece. People actually had to buy them. Wow. But now with streaming, it's kind of changed where the most of the money's made touring. Sure. So that's is, it, is it still slowly getting better? Yeah, or? it is. They're slowly working it out here and there to get, to make it more friendly for the artists and the writers. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, we... I guess we probably didn't sign up to do it for the money in the beginning right, anyway. Right. But you know, now it is a business. So like we know that we got a tour a lot to uh yeah. to make it work and we like touring, so it works good for us. You know, we we look at it as a job, you know. Yeah. It, like the, the hardest day in the music business, you know, is is still not as bad as a <laughs> bad day ranching, you know. Right, right. Anytime I think it's hard on the road. I can just call my brother and ask him what he's doing today. <laughs> yeah. Ranching, like, yeah, maybe this music yeah. thing ain't too bad. Right, right. So, yeah. I'm sure now we're at the level you're at, and it is, might not even be where you're singing, but, like, you get to go to so many different, like, events just to hang out. What's some of the – I mean, obviously, Waste Manager. That – I got to – I'm going one year. You got to I, I yeah. got to go. But what's a – like, a cool event or a cool story with an event that you've went to where it's like, man, I never thought I would have been here. Yeah, you know <laughs> – it comes, it's one of the perks, you know, you yeah. get to go to a lot of cool things, but you know, certain things like the CMAs and stuff, we get sure. to go to that once in a while and like, you know, after parties of artists and stuff that, yeah, it's, it's not fair, but we get invited to a lot of things. You know, I got to fly with the Thunderbirds a few years ago. Ooh. 
I have friends that were in the Air Force their whole life. I'm like, you sing and you get to ride with the Thunderbirds. This is BS. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Right. But yeah. like, that was one of the coolest things I ever got to do just for, sure. through music. You know, they called and said, you want to fly with the Thunderbirds Cheyenne? And it was one of the coolest things. I ever pulled 9.2 Gs. I didn't pass out or throw up. Really? Like usually everybody does, but I had to bear down. Like, it was intense. Is it intense? I don't know oh. how they do that in like a dog Dang. fight and stay alert. I did everything I could not to pass out, but it was close. Yeah. Then he let me fly it up there, and it was so like that came because wow, you know, music. that would that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When it's we'll let you go after this question. When it's all said and done, what will Chancey Williams be doing when it's all said and done? You you're like, nope, I'm not making any more music. I don't want to do it anymore. What do you want to do? I'll be running sheep and Moorcroft. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So. I love it. I, uh, yeah, I'm already kind of starting, you know, the way the business is now, I really kind of had to be in Laramie a lot to kind of sure. keep everything going now with our team in, in rapid here, the home slice group and, and our stuff in Nashville, they, I don't have to have my thumb on everything anymore. So I want to spend more time at home Sure, and would really like to just move back there and just fly out of rapid or Gillette and yeah. meet the buses. So, yeah, but it's, it's fun ride, but I plan on making music for a long time and, you know, and just. I want to be known as somebody that made honest music about real yeah. people, you know, and not like, you know, didn't have to shake my ass on TikTok to do it. You <laughs> yeah. know, so I want to do it the, 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 the hard way. And it's, it's taken us a little longer, but at the end of the day, I did it the right way, in my opinion. That is the best way to end yes. the podcast right there. <laughs> Chancey Williams will not be shaking his ass on TikTok, but if you give enough keystones, he might. Yeah, I'm not saying it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not intentional. Uh, thanks for coming on our podcast. Yeah, thanks man. for having me, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for showing up today. Yeah. We appreciate it. I told that. you they'd be here. So yeah.